and welcome to So What's the Problem, in which we rewatch a movie from our youth to determine if it's problematic by today's standards. I'm Amber Atkins. <laughs> and I'm Jimmy. Um, <laughs> today we'll be talking about Drop Dead Gorgeous, which was released in the US on the 24th of July 1999 and the UK and Ireland on the 17th of September 1999. It was written by Lorna Williams and directed by Michael Patrick Jan, or Jan, mm-hmm. uh, and it stars Kirsty Alley, Ellen Barkin, Kirsten Dunst, Denise Richards, uh, and loads of other people. Amy Adams, Brittany Murphy, there you go. Loads and loads and loads of people in this movie that you know. <laughs> Jimmy and I have each thought of three problems the movie has, and we'll discuss them. We also have one positive each. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no history with this movie. I watched it for the first time. What's your history with it? Um, I saw it in the theater. I probably saw it the weekend it opened. Um, this is back when I paid a lot of attention to film news, especially if Kirsten Dunst was in the uh, the movie. So I was following it from when it was Dairy Queens. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a handful of movies where sometimes I still think of them as their working title, or not. I don't think of them as their working title, but like I still remember it, kind of like um, with Scream and Scary Movie. Mm-hmm. And so I saw it the weekend it came out. I loved it. Bought it. it was one of the first DVDs I bought, which up until a couple of years ago was worth some money, and I love it. I've in fact, whenever I went on Letterbox to to log it, mm-hmm. I realized this is the second time I've watched it this year. Is it? <laughs> yeah, I watched it in January. Right. Okay. I knew I'd watched it recently, but I thought it was at the beginning of the pandemic. But no, it was it was in January. Right. And now I remember in January, I accidentally watched a bunch of Alice and Janney movies. So I just like kept watching Alice and Janney movies. Um, Why not? Because it felt like I was on a roll. Um, and it's funny because the first time I remember seeing her was 1999. And it was three movies in a row. And two of them have been my last two picks. American Beauty and this. Yeah. So 10 Things I Hate About You is the other one. But yeah, I love it. And BuzzFeed um, years ago did a really, really good article about it. And it wasn't until then that I knew that it was hard to find. It, it's not now, but it was hard mm-hmm. to find. And it's this it's such a cult classic. Allison Janney says she gets stopped more for this than the West Wing when she's like on the street. Right, yeah. More people recognize her from this than the West Wing. I know. That is intense. Um, but anyway, BuzzFeed did this great article and, um, uh, they apparently had been out of print for a long time. And I looked at the time and the DVDs were going for like 70 bucks each and I had two copies, <sighs> but I was so afraid that something would happen to one that I couldn't bring myself to sell it. Mm-hmm. And it was only available on streaming two years ago. It's just weird when you have a movie that you love and that you have no problem watching and then you find out it's not available. It's on streaming here, but I think that's just new as well it's not out in blurry so mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like um eraserhead wasn't available for a really long time yeah and um in the early 2000s in 2000 i got a job at a video store we had a copy of eraserhead mm-hmm. and i was told we were the only video store in the tri-state area that had eraserhead people would travel here open accounts to rent it and they always brought it back <laughs> Because they respected that people should see Eraserhead, which then when I watched it, I was like, I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. get the appeal. But <laughs> I'm not a David Lynch gal. Anyway, 
that's that's my rambly history with Drop Dead Gorgeous. Yeah, um, I don't know why I'd never watched it before, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, it maybe wasn't even available to you for a long time. Probably not. Probably not. Um, I think it must have got a VHS release, but, you know, I just don't. That's so long ago. But I had heard of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I did think it was more of a sort of murder mystery than it was going to <laughs> really? be. Yeah, because of the advertising. And, mm. you know, I, I mean, I did see the trailer back in the day and it did look more like that sort of thing. Um, but hey-ho, it's not. I was disappointed. <laughs> when this came out, I was obsessed with mockumentaries. So this was like, and I was obsessed with Kirsten Dunst. So this was made for me. Yeah. Um. I love me a good mockumentary. Right. I have a question. Okay. Do we ever find out who killed those people? That's the thing, is every time I watch it, I'm like, is it the mother? Is it the daughter? Is it the mother <laughs> and the daughter? Are they, are they working together? Are they working separately? I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I kind of go with it's the mom and that she doesn't tell the daughter that she doesn't tell Denise Richards, but Denise Richards kind of knows, and so maybe complains to her mom about things that, like, people who've wronged her. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the theory I kind of go with. Yeah, because it's not made explicitly clear what happened, because people die, and then it just, the movie just sort of forgets that people have died, and then it goes on to something else. Well, and it it's so funny, because it was a long time before that even occurred to me. I think it's only occurred to me in my last few viewings. yeah. Um, and it, it got it so funny last night. My husband and I were hanging out. And we had just watched that Fear Street movie that just premiered mm-hmm. on Netflix. And then he's like, what do you want to do now? And I was like, well, how about we watch DDG? And I'm thinking I've like outsmarted him, right? He's not going to be able to guess what DDG was. And mm-hmm. it takes him like two seconds. And he goes, oh, Drop Dead Gorgeous? Yeah, I'm always up for gr- Drop Dead Gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> he loves this movie so much. And I, you know, we saw it in the theater together. Mm-hmm. And I, I turned to him and I was like, do you realize we've been watching this movie together for 22 years? Wow. Like occasionally there's a movie that the, there's movies we saw in the theater in the late 90s that we still watch regularly and i'm just like that's kind of insane to me that Mm -hmm. we've been watching these movies together for so long yeah that's craziness um yeah because i mean it makes sense that we don't find out who it is really because it's Mm -hmm. a it's a a documentary type thing and if the, the filmmakers of the documentary don't find out then we don't find out yeah it's done in a way where it's like, I mean, they're never asking the question who did this, right? In fact, no. they never they never actually say, we think these people were murdered. No, because the police keep saying, oh, it was just an accident. Yeah. So it, it, it actually works pretty well, I yeah, think. Yeah, it does. In most movies, this would be annoying. Yeah, if it was like a straight narrative movie, it would be annoying. But the mockumentary style just lends to the it doesn't matter sort of yeah. thing, you know? Because if they don't know, we don't know. And that's what mm-hmm. I liked about it. But I was just asking if I'd maybe missed something. No, no, they never say. Okay. And I, and it's, it's so funny because I think about it when I'm watching the movie. I think about it a little. And then I completely forget about it when it's over. Like, mm-hmm. it's not anything I've ever thought about when I wasn't watching the movie until right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, first time watching it, it just occurred to me. That I didn't know who it was, but I think you're just supposed to draw your own conclusions to it, and it's mm-hmm. probably the mum. Or she probably hires someone. Yeah, probably. She probably did. 
Probably the police. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Right. Anyway, so what is? Um, have you managed to find any problems with this movie? Oh too? yes. Right. So yes. what's what's your first? Um, I'm just gonna go for the obvious. Um, and I I didn't. I might have missed some. I only counted seven, which shocked me. The word retard is said a lot. and Retard tr- or tard. Yes, retard or tard. One of those was a tard. Um, that's a weird sentence to say. Um, <laughs> so it's... My problems with this movie are kind of tricky because I think that they aren't bad in the sense that they like aren't necessary like i think that they're trying to show us this small town mentality and they're trying to show us how bad some of the characters are and stuff Mm -hmm. so i don't like when it comes to the guy who does have like a mental disability that actually even though it should bother me more it doesn't bother me as much because it or it it bothers me but it, it it's one of those things that makes sense in the movie in the world of the movie, I don't right. like it, but I think that once or twice would have been fine with maybe like Denise Richards. Like if you're trying to show that a character is like really heinous, mm-hmm. that sort of thing isn't, I mean, it's a good way to show <laughs> that they suck, right? But then you have things like the the um, the one chick's like Asian parents, mm-hmm. like her dad calls his older daughter a retard. Right. Yeah. Like it's throughout the movie in in a way that is realistic to 1999, but um, isn't necessary. And right. I just wish if they if they were going to insist on doing it, that it was just once or twice with a bad character, you know, like not Brittany Murphy saying it. That's yeah. That's what bothers me. I mean, Brittany Murphy's character is probably the best one. Aside yeah. from Kirsten Dunst's character. You know, mm-hmm. she's probably the nicest. She gives up. She's her. so kind. Yeah. yeah. So uh, hearing her say it isn't that good. But this was one of my problems as well. But it was more the performance of Will Sasso as the as the guy. More oh, that than bothered you. That bothered me. It's a comedy, but it's also like it's supposed to show that all these people are horrible and stuff, and it's mm-hmm. you know it's a satire, and. That sort of thing usually gets a pass from me. Like mm-hmm. when the girl with anorexia, there's constant mm-hmm. jokes at her expense, but it's really, it's more joking at the expense of the people who are around her as mm-hmm. well. And satires normally get a pass from me um, because the, their intentions are to make you you know, uncomfortable sometimes with their jokes. They're, supp- they're supposed to be highlighting that sort of humour and highlighting that sort of um, mentality of people. Yeah. But the performance is what ruins it for me. Mm. Well, the funny thing is is that I read that um, there were complaints from the studio that there weren't enough relatable male characters, so they wrote more scenes for Will Sasso. What does that tell you? What does that tell you? What the producers think about men? There's, well, no, I, I, there's no relatable male characters, so they wrote more think, scenes for Will Sasso's um, mentally handicapped more... character who masturbates in front of young girls. Well, the thing I read said relatable, but I'm going to assume they meant more likable. But even, oh, sorry, you said Will Sasso's the per- the pervert. I thought this whole time I was thinking you were talking about the the mentally 
handicapped brother. Oh, what? That you who, had a who, problem with him. Oh, sorry. Who played him? I don't know. I don't remember people's names. That's my problem. I don't. Right. I don't know the actors, the male actors' names in this movie. Right. Okay. Fine. I okay. meant. I, I didn't mean okay. Him. Well, yeah, that was another one of my problems. The pervert. Th- okay. Okay. No. Okay. No. No. Wait. We stop. In... Stop. Stop. I meant the mentally handicapped man because he masturbates oh. in front of the girls when they're doing the. Oh. Uh, okay. Once you were saying that, I started thinking about the um, Matt Malloy. The right. the pervert. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, Sasso's so there, the mentally handicapped one. So yeah, there was right. n- there was no miscommunication, and there was miscommunication. Yes, it's and strange. now we're on the right track. Okay. Yeah, I don't I know. Gotcha. We always try- seem to do that, Gem. And I don't know why, but we always you can, do. You can cut that out too, because no, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, I forgot about that. I already forgot about that. Um, right. Yeah, it's funny that they said that there's no like relatable male characters. Mm-hmm. So they added more scenes of the mentally handicapped guy. It's, you know, that's just a little sort of dig at men, isn't it? Come on. I don't think so. I, I genuinely think they meant likable. And I also, you have to remember, this is also 1999. We're like, yeah, that's inappropriate. But like, people were laughing at the idea of flashers, right? Like if if today I walked into my office and was like, someone flashed me. Actually, that's not true. If I walked into my office today and said someone flashed me in the parking lot, some of them would probably still laugh. But people would take it more seriously. In 1999, if you said something like that, people would laugh and say that's hilarious. But So I don't <sighs> think this is that far off from that. I really don't. But masturbating? Yeah. Oh, because cause that's and that's the thing is I don't completely disagree with you with, you know, that saying something about men. But I also think it says something about the attitude towards women that that's supposed to be hilarious. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like okay, that yeah. we can handle that. I mean, why do you think Louis got away with what he did for so long? Yeah, exactly. So I think it, I mean, I guess it's less attitude towards um specific genders as it is attitude towards like what's acceptable and what's not and what's hilarious and what's not. No, well, see, that's a shame because I actually thought that that was fucking brilliant if that is what they meant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I thought they, I thought they just thought that like we were, he was a character we would all like. Yeah. So there should be more of him because all the male characters suck, except yeah. for like the guy the that got shot. Yeah. He nice. Yeah. Well, let's just get into my first problem then. Well. My shared first problem with you was the Yeah, I figured we might overlap, so I actually have extra problems. Yeah, I don't think you're going I don't think we're gonna overlap again. So the, okay. my next my next one is my um after Brett is shot, Amber says she he took the bullet right between the eyes. But he didn't. It was above the right eye on his forehead. Mm. That's a problem to me. That's a continuity <laughs> okay. problem I don't like. <laughs> See, I was enjoying the movie, Jen, so I don't really have much to. <laughs> wow. I think I might have had more problems with the movie than you. She's standing right there at mm. his body. We can see where the gunshot wound is. It's right above his eye on the forehead. Mm. And she says he got it right between the eyes. So, there. Okay. I can't really <laughs> argue with that. Um, But yet, a lot of the male characters... Well, all the characters... But a lot of the women are more favourable characters than the men. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you've even got the the Asian dad who calls his daughter a retard. Mm-hmm. And you've... I mean, basically everyone, apart from that young guy who dies pretty much right away, uh, Brett, 
so I think there is a problem there with the, you know, lack of likable male characters, just to go on with what we were saying before. Um, but see, when you've got likable actresses like Kirsten Dunst and Brittany Murphy, Brittany Murphy's amazing in this movie. Mm-hmm. Brittany Murphy's just been Brittany Murphy in this movie, and yeah. I love it. She's not even really playing a part. She's just sitting there giggling away, and I think that's exactly what Brittany Murphy was like. She was so charming. I know. She was so charming when she would laugh. Yeah. It, oh, God. I. It's like, it's not only so sad that she died, but I honestly, like, it just seems like she should have had just a better career than she did. She should have been more of a star. And I'm sure a lot of it was just that she didn't look the part for yeah. a long time um but like you know she did things like she did that movie with ashton kutcher mm-hmm. she should have been a bigger star and she should yeah. be alive around about this time she was in a movie called drive with mark Dacascos. it was an action movie mm-hmm. um and she's not in it long she just plays a character that um that the two main guys uh they're on the run and they go to her house mm-hmm I think, if I'm recalling correctly. Um, and they break into her house and then she helps him out. And it's just her energy in that, like, ten minutes of that movie that she's in. Um, because the the main guy, Matt Dacascos, is, like, kicking ass and stuff and she's, like, doing a cheerleader thing for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, go Toby, yeah. go Toby. And it's just that, like, those ten minutes is, like, the best ten minutes in that movie. And it's just because of Brittany Murphy. And then she's not in it again. She leaves the movie. Um, she she lives, which is good. But uh, mm. but yeah, she was just so... I mean, especially around about this time, she was so good. Uh, just so likeable and energetic. Um, so what's your next problem? Uh, judge number one, the pervert. Um, yeah. I don't... I And I don't necessarily think that's... I think there's a way to do that joke that is better... And I know that I definitely found it funny when I first saw it. Mm-hmm. But watching it now, it creeps me out so much. And I think sometimes maybe they just go a little too far. Like, I think maybe he says young girls too many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I and, and the actor is good. Like, he does a great... At, at, the acting in this movie is so perfect. Like, if I complain about a character, it never has anything to do with the actor. <laughs> and yeah. I just want to put that out there because I think everyone in this movie is incredible. And Kirstie Alley, I may think that she's, like, hot garbage in real life. But, mm-hmm. like, she's so good in this movie. Yeah. Um, I, I have an issue with one of the performances, slightly. Who? Uh, Ellen Barkin. Really? Yeah. I, think she's I feel like little... she's just not given very much. Yeah, she's not given very much, but... She's not. I think she's a bit too. I think she's a bit too much. I don't think. I don't. Ugh, I don't want to say. I mean, I, I think Ellen Barkin's a good actress. I just mm-hmm. don't think she's a, a really good uh, comedic actress. Mm. Um, and when she's next to Alison Janney, yeah, that's like, that's, that's what that's, I was gonna say. Yeah. That's not fair to her because no. Alison Janney in this movie. It, I mean, I think there's a reason why people come up to Alice and Janney all the time to talk about this movie. She stole this movie. I remember, because I saw this, when I saw this, I was like, what, 17? And I'm like, that woman stole this movie. Like, it's the same thing with 10 Things I Hate About You. She only has a couple scenes in 10 Things I Hate About You. Mm -hmm. But she's so memorable. 
Yeah. Um, like, you'll watch it and you'll be like, isn't she in more of this? Because she, and I think she was featured prominently in the trailer, too. She was, yeah. The cat, um, the cat on the cup, the cat on the mouth. Yeah. And she goes, cat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's, Allison Janney just, just freaking kills it. And it, I'm, I'm actually really sad that I didn't like Mom. Because mm-hmm. the idea that there was just this show on for like seven or eight years that she was mm-hmm. on that I didn't watch makes me really sad. Yeah. <laughs> Um, although I'm, you know, good for her for getting steady work. And a uh, comedy show as well, a sitcom as yeah. well. Yeah, because I know that, like, I mean, obviously, Alice and Janney is never going to have problems finding work. But I know at a no. certain point, a lot of actresses have problems. I'm I'm at the point in my life where, you know, because I used to be, you know, if, if somebody I liked did a show I didn't like, I'd be mm-hmm. really annoyed. And now I'll just be like, good for them. An actor getting a steady paycheck. Yeah, that exactly. must be nice for them. Yeah. And it, I'm basically I'm tooting my own horn because I've matured. Yay, Jen! <laughs> the pervert, like, it's just, I just wish it had been... Part of the problem with mockumentaries is sometimes they just go super big with certain things. Mm-hmm. And um, I like it when things are just a little more subtle. And yeah. it just, these days, that kind of character creeps me out more than it used to, which I think is probably the case for a lot of people. Yeah, I, I kind of... I was going to put him as a problem, but I sort of gave it a pass because of the whole satire thing. Well, and that's the problem, right? That like, okay, so one of my problems was almost um, the eating disorder jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It's a lot. And as Mm -hmm. somebody who has had eating disorders, it's, Mm -hmm. and I don't mind joking about, I don't mind jokes about eating disorders, but it's, it's, it's just so, it's hard to laugh at something so dangerous. And especially since that actress was so thin at the time, like Mm. she just looked it. And she, which like, like I saw her, she was in a Mandy Moore movie a few years later called How to Deal. And like her cheeks were plump and stuff. And I was mm-hmm. so happy because she was just, she was just a very, very thin actress in the late nineties. But it just, that character, it once again, it's just like a little too far because anorexia is serious and like the hair yeah. falling out mm-hmm. is a funny joke, but then it also isn't. Yeah. But I, and also the hospital's got an anorexia award, mm-hmm. like a, yeah, an eating disorder award. And they show that sign about three times. Like, do you get the joke? Do you get it? Yeah, it's in it's mockumentaries, satire. It's it's just tough because there are things that make me uncomfortable, but I feel like I'm supposed to feel uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. So it's my problems with this movie technically aren't problems. No, you know I know. I mean? Yeah, that's that's why I did message you and say that I think this is a bad pick because <laughs> it is a satire and it, it's supposed to make you feel certain ways. Mm-hmm. That's that's the whole point. It's it's it's. Like there's a there was a TV show in the UK um, called Brass Eye, and it was a mockumentary, and it was like one of those tor- sort of um, you know investigative news sort of things, mm-hmm. um, and they did a, an episode on um, paedophilia, and there was a scene with the the, the host and and his son, his young son, uh, and Simon Pegg played a paedophile. And he was, uh, I think he was up in like sort of stocks, I think. <laughs> and the host kept saying to Simon Pegg, uh, you just want to have sex with my son, don't you? Look at you, you're standing there, you want to have sex with my son. And he says, no, I don't. And the, and the host says, why not? And he says, because I, because I don't fancy him, I don't find him attractive. Mm. That's really uncomfortable. Yeah. And that show got a lot of shit <laughs> for that. Really? But, yeah, it did. It, it's never been shown again, I don't think, that episode of Brass Eye. 
it's satire and you're supposed to feel uncomfortable about the subject matter because it's an uncomfortable subject matter. Mm -hmm. But my problem with the Will Sasso character is just the way he is played. I just think it's a bit too, a bit too problematic because if you look at the movie that we'll never, ever, 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 ever cover, um, there's something about Mary. Um, (laughs) the, the character in that, it's W. Earl Brown. He plays it much better. Mm-hmm. It's much more convincing. He's, than I this. mean, no matter how you feel <laughs> about that movie and the Fairley Brothers, they made it with love. Like they, because they had, they had. I think they like worked with people. Yeah, no, I'm who, not saying anything. I'm not saying anything against but, the Fairley Brothers. No, no, no. I'm just like W. Earl Brown. I think he was like doing it in a loving way like yeah, not no, for jokes that's, that's, no which that's is what the, i'm saying no that's what i'm saying this is yeah. different from that yeah no, i know i'm actually praising that part yeah of that but movie. the thing is, is I, I i feel like i always have to to say it if it comes up because one you won't let me do this movie which no. now like the more you say it the more i want to do the movie i know and two because while that movie is offensive one of the reasons i want to do the movie is because i haven't seen it in so long I'm pretty sure it wouldn't work as well with me now, and I'm just really curious. Just watch it then. I I want to talk about it with you. Um, We'll talk about it in Messenger. But uh, it's no, I want other people to listen to us talk about it. Um, uh, Because if if people aren't listening to us, did the conversation really happen? Anyway. uh, (laughs) It's a mystery we'll never know. um, Because I think I think that that's something kind of special about the movie that they really, they, that's the kind of character that any other comedy, it would be there for a joke. Mm-hmm. And that with the Fairley brothers, that they, they were, they were genuine in their intentions. Yeah. No, no, no. That's fine. I didn't realize how tough mockumentaries were <laughs> until we're having this conversation. Yeah. My third problem and once again, it works for the character. It works for the moment. It's a funny joke, but it bothers me. Mm-hmm. Brittany Murphy outs her brother to her dad. Yeah. That's not cool. No, it's not. You shouldn't out people. But I think the joke is also the dad should have known because it's fucking obvious. No, it's a it's a very funny joke. And her delivery is perfect yeah. because Brittany Murphy is perfect. Yeah. But... It, I also, it just, the last few times I watched it, it bothered me because I'm just like, don't out your brother. No. Um, and I, and I think that that sort of thing being used as a joke, um, one of the reasons I'm not a fan of that is because I don't like any, the idea that anyone in the audience would see it and think it's okay to out people. Like, that's a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's like if that and dead naming yeah. are two things that are just, you just you don't do dead naming is like see um elliot page mm-hmm. do do we have to refer to their earlier performances as elliot page or can we still say ellen page because it was they were ellen page at the time you're supposed to say elliot page but if you like okay so if you're talking about elliot page and juno mm-hmm. As as an actor, you would say, um, Elliot Page was in Juno. They were really good. They got nominated for an Academy Award. Yeah. Right? But if you're talking about Juno, you'd be like, she gets pregnant. Yes. 
Like that's that's the thing I learned with Elliot Page. It was something I'd never really thought about before. And I did some research and it's like, yeah, if you're talking about the characters because the characters are female, um, it's the same thing. The last time I checked, the actor who plays the daughter in Santa Clarita Diet mm-hmm. um, is non-binary and is they them. Mm-hmm. But if you're talking about the daughter in Santa Clarita Diet, yeah. if she's told you about use the she, her time, pronouns. Yeah. Yeah. So, and honestly, what I've learned is when in doubt, say they, them, mm-hmm. because people like people say it's awkward and, and it, it is, it takes a while to get used to, but like they, them covers everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with Elliot Page, you would say you like, you wouldn't say their, their dead name. Um, you would just say Elliot Page. And I was actually really impressed when they came out as trans. Like, you know, you'll be reading an article and it'll link to another article or something. So if you were looking on BuzzFeed and it linked to another BuzzFeed article about them, it could be an article that was like four years old. They'd already changed the names in old articles as well. And then I went to IMDb and every piece of trivia, every single thing about them on IMDb had been changed to Elliot. And I'm sure it's just like all they have to do is do like a word replacement or something. But it was impressive that everyone changed it immediately. Yeah. I'm assuming they would also have to change pronouns as well. If they they used to say she. Yeah. Yeah. The pronouns were correct as well. That's good. Um, and that was because that's the first major actor to come out as trans. Mm-hmm. Um, usually if an actor's trans, we know it when they like, it's like Laverne Cox. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just how we met her. So the way that was handled was really good. But anyway, you don't dead name people, you don't out people. Um, and so Brittany Murphy outing her brother, no matter how obvious it may seem. Um, no, I know. Because if anything, if it's that obvious, the parent doesn't want to see it, right? Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I think... S- I think I think there are straight drag queens. Um, yeah. So you know it's not that ridiculous. Anyway, what's your third problem? Right. So my third problem is the movie kind of loses me in the third act. Okay. See, once Denise Richards gets blown up, I sort of <laughs> zone out, and it because it becomes a, a different movie after that, mm-hmm. and yeah. it, it it seems like it could have been shorter like if it was just an hour long sort of mockumentary parody thing then Mm -hmm. I think it would have been you know like a TV special or something I think it would have been a bit stronger because I just zoned out I didn't care about I think at that point they really it's like they want Amber to be a winner yeah but they don't want it to be as simple and as not funny as her just going and winning because that would be kind of boring. Yeah. No, that's true. She she sort of wins anyway because Denise Richards blows up. So why But it's but it's but we want her to win. I don't know. It 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 did it does I see what you're saying. Um it just feels to me like if it ended there that would also be kind of disappointing to me. Why? Because she she did technically win. Denise Richards only wins because they were the judges were paid off. So she does technically win because she was second. So she would have won if Denise Richards wasn't in that. I feel like I just would have needed a little something else. I don't know. But Um, I I just don't like what happened. I just don't. I just didn't enjoy the third act. And also, there's a lot of puking, and I don't like puking. But um, (laughs) I just don't. I just didn't like it. I mean, I liked Kirstie Alley breaks out of prison or whatever Mm. and starts shooting people. I liked Mm. that. But um, I, I, I like that we root for her. 
We want her to win. She's clearly the best there. Mm -hmm. But I do love the idea that she then gets to state and she's nowhere near these other people. Yeah. So she's so small town Mm -hmm. that she was never going to stand a chance to win unless every single person got food poisoning. Um, Which means, you know, when she goes to nationals, she's not or no, they don't have nationals, do they? Hey. No, the that no. pageant is the company. To, oh yeah, because yeah. the company is gone. Yeah. But you know she wouldn't have won. You know she wouldn't have won if no. they had had the pageant. Um, so she gets to win, even though it would have been incredibly unrealistic for her to win. One thing I was going to say that I found out today is that um, apparently they changed the end of the, of the movie. Mm-hmm. Originally, Kirstie Alley kills herself in jail, mm-hmm. and then it's actually the librarian. That is the shooter. Right, yeah. And it did terribly with test audiences. It doesn't really make much sense, does it? it yeah, and like they made a good choice to change it. Yeah, it makes um, more sense. Kirstie Alley killing herself doesn't make sense. No, it makes more sense that she's the sniper at the end. That makes much more sense. And Well, but it also makes sense that they don't talk about the fact that she's the sniper at all. No. Like, there's not any sort of interaction with her and Kirsten Dunst, because I'm going to assume all the stuff with Kirsten Dunst was shot when it was supposed to be the librarian. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's um, they don't actually, like, do anything with the fact that she's tr- probably, like, that she's there after Amber. Yeah. But I, I'm glad Amber got her happy ending. But, right, you, you, you said... Um, she got to win even though it was under circumstances where she wouldn't have won, right? Mm-hmm. So why right. why is that different to her winning after Denise Richards blows up? That I think there's something about the luck that she has. Like, throughout the movie, she has a lot of luck. Like, that her costume just happened to land on top of a trailer in perfect condition on the hangar. Uh Like, the fact that she... And this is actually a trope that does bother me if I think about it too much. Because this the same thing happened in Sister Act 2. Where, like, so her costume's stolen, but her her using Brittany Murphy's costume is way better. Like, that, that looks way... It's the same thing. So, if you think about it, at the end... Of Sister Act 2, she tells them to take off the robes. Like, she just wants... If they're going to go out there, she wants them to be comfortable. But, like, I I have questions. Like, when they go out and the guy starts doing backflips, is that just something he decides to do right then? Or was he going to do backflips in the robe? How is that going to work? Like, it, everything works better without the robes. And yeah. it's like... It's like... How how nice for them that it works out that these last minute decisions or or whatever result in things looking so much better. Yeah, I don't I don't think it would have been that much different if whatever I mean like if it ended when Denise Richards blows up and she wins. I don't think that would have been any different to what actually happens because she still wins by default. It doesn't. It's not really any different to me. And I just think you've got the added satisfaction. Of Denise Richards' character blown up. Yeah, but like it's also less sad that for her to win by default of being the only one to not eat like bad food than for her to win because someone died. No, but that's because Denise that's Richards whole... sucks, but she still dies. But it's, that's the whole point of the movie, though, is people dying. And all I know. I just, I just, dis- <laughs> I mean, it's like, I see what you're saying. Gorgeous. It's the name of the I movie. I see what Jen. you're saying. I just personally, I do, I do like the ending. Ah, it's just uh, that whole that whole second pageant just didn't work for me at all. 
I, I, I okay. get bored with it. Because, okay. and also because Kirstie Alley and Denise Richards were no longer in the movie. Mm-hmm. And it just, I mean, Alison Janney was still there and she's awesome, but I don't know, there was just something about that mother-daughter duo that I really liked. And then once both of them left the movie, it was like, eh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway. maybe my maybe the big difference is just how I I for me it's all Kirsten Dunst. No, that that's probably what her. it is. Yeah, you probably just enjoy the fact that she's in the entire movie, which is fair yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah. Because to me, she was like the big movie star at yeah. this time. Because the the whole like luck thing that Amber's got all this luck, that that would have been a good ending for me that her um, uh, opponent blows up, that mm-hmm. it, no one kills the opponent. It was an accident the opponent blows up. that, And that's more sort of in her favour of luck than... Well, and it's so sad. Like, she has luck, but something terrible has to happen. Exactly, yeah. And then she's lucky. Yeah. Like, you but... know, like getting to take over for the woman who's shot. Yeah. Um, It's like she can't get anything good without someone getting hurt. I know. I just, yeah. I just like that. I, I'd never thought about that before, actually. I mean, we could have had... Uh, we still could have had Kirstie Alley, like... When, when that whole ending bit with her doing the uh, reporting, mm-hmm. then that still could have happened if, um, like, Kirstie Alley gets... She goes nuts and she gets arrested, but then she, like, escapes. Mm-hmm. And then at the pageant or whatever, and there's a news crew there or whatever... At the, at the you know her ceremony or something, then she gets you know that sort of thing. Yeah, that still could have she still could have had that happy ending there, because then that it's supposed to be her like her great day. She's she's won this pageant even though you know she's won this pageant um, because her opponent blew up, uh, and that's supposed to be a great day. But the great day is actually the fact that she becomes a reporter at the last minute. That uh, that would have been a nice capper, I think. Like, the pageant thing doesn't matter. She has her happy ending and she's now... But that's what happens, but I think that would have been better if that happened on the same day as the mm-hmm. ceremony. Do you know what I mean? Do you understand yeah. what I Yeah. I think that would have been nicer for Amber. Um, but hey-ho. You, you, you like Kirsten Dunst, so you just want her to be in more of the movie. That's, that's understandable. That's perfectly fine. I get that. Um, so what's your, your positive... The whole movie. Um, no! I know. I know. I'm not allowed to say it. I know. I'm not allowed to say it. So, uh, I mean, I guess it's almost like you have to rule this out because if I can't say the whole movie, I oftentimes just say the acting. But everybody is so good. Yeah. And the accents are so great. Well, I've picked um, an actor for mine, so every everyone's delightful. Um, you have Allison Janney yeah. who just murders it. Yep. Yeah. Um. Kirsten Dunst, who just is always so likable. She is, yeah. She's so lovable. Um, Denise Richards and Kirstie Alley are so good. Mm-hmm. I, no matter what problems I may have with characters, it's like everyone plays it. And it's, it's they're just, they're going for it, right? Yeah. And it's so funny to me that when you watch this movie, it's like Amy Adams is the big actor. Like, watching this movie, I don't think you would think that Amy Adams would be the one that got huge and it it's you know i and i saw her in things around this time because this is like i mean this is actually before episode of of buffy mm-hmm. 
but there were there were quite a few things that that she did and so by the time Junebug came out which was it, it was a small movie but it was her first academy award nomination and that was the movie that got her attention Dylan and I had been following her career closely mm-hmm. and it's it started here cuz we just loved her here so yeah. much and then it's it's just insane to me, like, because last night we were talking about her and Dylan was like, and then like, not long after this, she wins an Academy Award. And I was like, she's never won an Academy Award. People think she, a lot of people think she has, she's been nominated six times mm-hmm. and she's never won. That's insane. That is. She's so good. And it was, and it was funny because we were talking about it and I was like, well, can you even guess, can you guess what she's been nominated for? Um, Which he, 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 he did not do a good job there. Um, but then like his first guess was, well, obviously, you know, she was nominated for a rival and I was like, no, she wasn't. And he flipped out. Yeah. Like that's what a good actress she is that she can be nominated six times. And your first guess might not necessarily be something that was nominated. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what's your positive? Uh, Alison Janney. (laughs) Isn't Alison Janney always the positive? I mean, I guess not in American beauty because she's not given enough there, No, 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 especially with comedies. She's just so perfect in this movie. She's just she's I mean, so she steals, perfect in life. Yeah, she just steals the entire thing, you know. Mm-hmm. But then credits Alice and Janney's walking around with this in her handbag. You know what I mean? This entire mm-hmm. movie, she just steals the whole thing. She's amazing in it. Well, I think it helps that Alice and Janney's character is one of the most relatable characters. She is mm-hmm. us, right? Like yeah, she's sitting yeah. in the audience laughing at the ridiculous stuff. She's the one who sees all these people for who they are. Mm-hmm. She's the one who's like, Amber's not going to win. Mm-hmm. Like. She is us. Yeah. She is the most she is the most realistic person. Like by realistic I mean she's like the one who sees things for how they are the most in this movie. Mm-hmm. And she's just she's so different from every other character. Um she's so distinct. And I was just thinking about it that you know one of the things that I think one of the good decisions in her career that I think makes us keep keep loving her is mm-hmm. the fact that she has spent in the past like well like 22 years that she has spent at least 15 of that on tv shows yeah because if you think about it if she is occupied for nine or ten months of the year doing the west wing or mom or whatever she can't do that many movies and when she does it's smaller roles yeah which makes her more of a treasure yeah right like we can't we can't have too much of her (laughs) does that make sense yeah, it does. God, we could just start an Alice and Janney podcast. <laughs> well, if that means I get to watch um, The West Wing again, then that would be good. Uh, <laughs> right, so next week, Jen, um, Milo, who sent in that email a couple of weeks ago, be prepared because Jen hasn't heard what I'm, <laughs> what I'm deciding is next. No, it's nothing It's nothing bad. Um, okay. I just thought that we would go back to a childhood favourite of mine, from 1986, I think, and we're gonna um, do Crocodile Dundee. Okay, that's a movie I thought I was never going to see. Okay, Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> okay, because I might make Dylan watch. Because I have, I ha- that's one I watched a lot as a, a, a kid. Okay. Um. So yeah, that's not a knife. That's a knife. That's all I know about that yes. movie. Yes. It's not a knife. So that's knife. that's exciting. Then you haven't seen it, so that's good. No, nope. this is. Uh, I literally don't even know what it's about. Right, okay. <laughs> right. 
That's good then. All right. I guess I'm watching Crocodile Dundee. You want me to tell you a very, very brief non-spoiler? No, no, you know what? Let's just go into it not knowing anything. Okay, cool. Just like I did with 48 Hours. Okay, good. Well, hopefully you like this one better than 48 Hours. Well, it's kind of funny because there are so many movies like that where you've not only heard of it, but like, you know, like I could make the reference. The, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Not a knife. But but like, and, and it never occurs to you. I don't know what that's about. Um, but anyway, that's all we have time for. At Drop the Palette Pod is where you can follow me on Twitter. Shiftybench.co.uk's website. Contact at shiftybench.co.uk is where you can send emails. Where can people find you on the internet, Jen? Um, at Pilot Inspectors on Twitter. And I have a Party 5 rewatch podcast called Closer to Free. Excellent. So thank you all for listening and we'll speak to you all next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.